Amateur hour, Mike. Come on. Welcome to Long Shot Sportscast, Longview, Washington's number one sports-related podcast, 22 weeks running. As always, it's me, it's me, it's the Mike Holm, and with me as always is Brady Rucola. What it do, baby? And not with us this week is Skylar Lovingfoss. You know. What are um, going to do? You know the funny thing about that guy? The other day, and, and, I, and I wasn't going to bring it up, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you know, a couple weeks ago, he requested that I exclusively call him Tom Cruise Jr. It's a fact. He literally He literally said if you refer to me as anything other than Tom Cruise Jr., I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I, th- I think the podcast has gotten to his head a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know where he's... He's all running around, you know. You know, he, I mean, before the podcast, he's all talking about how his uncle's the like the ninth winningest minor league coach of all time, and now he's all talking you know, for baseball, and now he's all running around. Oh, I got a show now, guys. Now I'm, now I'm, gonna, I'm getting my own golf balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His I'm own get, golf balls. I'm, with the, I'm getting my own golf balls now. The you know? logo on there, yeah. Thinking he's hot shit. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he put the logo on there. I'm surprised he just didn't put his face on there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, you know, two weeks ago, and and I and I was really cool about it. You know, I was I was really cool about it. We made up that whole thing about him possibly having Rona last week, um, and I was just gonna put it aside. You know, two weeks ago, he told me he needed to take a three week break from the show because. I wasn't supplying him with Fig Newtons and Tab Cola at the start of the, at the start of every episode. Yeah, can you believe that shit? Yeah, so, so I can believe it. Yeah, so he's gone this week. Uh, he was gone last week, and he's gone next week. On account of I didn't provide him with snacks. Uh, I, I mean, what's next? He's gonna ask for like all green M and M's, which, <laughs> which I can't just go buy a bag of green M and M's. You have to special order that. We we're not in Vegas. M and M World isn't like right there on our doorstep. You know. Yeah, he's a diva. Skyler's Skyler's a big time diva. Um, but but you know what? We, we've we've got a great show uh, ahead for us. Uh, yeah, let him take his little vacation he, like he thinks he needs. He thinks he earned he, it. He can take his vacation. Um, yeah, he he even called it. He said it, he he said it, he called it a break from us. Yeah, he's like I need a break from you guys. And we're I was just like, are you, whoa, all right, all right, B- big big words there. Um, but you know what? We're, we're not going to let that get us down because we have some cool stuff to talk about. For one, yeah, this um, is nothing new to me and Mike. First, yeah, yeah. For for one, first and foremost, the NBA bubble. <laughs> it, the last day of the bubble is today. Um, however, the play-in for the West has already been locked up. We've got Portland and Memphis. Woo! Um, after a wild oh, series of events, my God, we saw. I mean, this bubble has been insane. We we've seen guys get hurt. We've seen guys underperform. We've seen the Suns um, go eight and zero. The Suns, who were the bottom ranked team in the West, went eight and zero, undefeated. Very unfortunate. Um, but they, the, but the, they didn't count on the Blazers going six and two, and and that's exactly what they did. I mean, yeah, I think I, I was seeing predictions uh, coming into it, maybe like four and four, you know, yeah. something like that. N- nothing more than that. But. Well, and and we talked about heading into this. The Blazers had a tough, path. a a tough schedule, incredibly tough schedule. And to think that you had a schedule in which you played Houston, Denver, the Clippers, uh, Boston, uh, who. Mavericks, the Maverick, Dallas, yeah, yeah, uh, Philly. 
that's some tough customers. And then it was front loaded by a Grizzlies team that was definitely in your head. And a very surprising Brooklyn Nets team on, on the back the end. Nets, man, with, with three of their starters out. Four, and to think four starters out. And to think you only gave up two of those games. The, yeah. the, the Blazers only gave up two of those games. Yeah. Damian Lillard has come out of huh. his, sh- uh, you know, he, he's been playing out of his mind. He, he's, I think he's tired of being pushed out of people's top tens and being left off these big lists. And he's, he's being tired of the disrespect, man. The disrespect. He, and, and I'm going to be accused of being a homer here, but he's reminding me of the same way that Keenan Allen is lashing out on Twitter about the lack of respect on mm-hmm. his name. It's the same thing. I mean, Damian Lillard, we've talked about it. Well, we both consider Damian Lillard like a top five, top six yep, player. He's in my in top five for sure. I think, I think he's like my number six or seven. It depends on how mm-hmm. I feel about Steph that day. Um, He's tremendous, and he is honestly probably the bubble MVP. If, he's got to be, if, right? If I had to think he about has it, got he's... To be. Nobody's played you know, harder than he has. He's taken that entire team and put it on his back. Not to say that guys like Nurkic haven't been, you know, haven't been stepping up. Gary Trent Jr. coming Carmelo out of his. Carmelo has been stepping side. Carmelo is playing his best basketball since the Knicks were a playoff yeah. team. Like, yeah, and everybody like, counted this dude out. You know, he didn't have a job. Uh, the NBA gave up on him, but here comes Portland needing somebody, and they go to Carmelo. And now yeah. look, Houston couldn't I will not find be surprised uh, if he gets a big contract somewhere else next year. Or at I hope least, he stays. Or at least a really nice veteran contract for like two more seasons. That would be and ideal And, and here's the us. thing. Houston could not find a use for him on their squad last year, which baffles me in, you know, in a big well, way. They obviously don't know what they're looking at because... Uh, I mean, he he's a starter <laughs> just on a... look what he's been doing. He's a starter on a Portland team that is, without a doubt, the most dangerous eighth seed team I think we've ever seen. Probably in the history Now, it'll be, it'll be tough NBA. to say because, obviously, we've had teams like the 99 Knicks uh, get the eighth seed and then they make the finals. Going back. Um, we, we, we need to see... Uh, and we've had teams like... Um, you know, like we believe, like the Warriors right. that, that come out and they upset a Mavericks team that looked poised to win that right. year with an MVP like Dirk Nowitzki that year. Yeah. Um, but you're going to catch the Lakers while they're sleeping. The Lakers don't have Avery Bradley. No. They don't have Rajon Rondo. So they, I mean, they're they're stuck, you know, when it comes to yeah. guards. The question is for the Blazers, and, and, and I want to get into kind of what we're worried about. Because frankly speaking, there's two things. One, I don't think you have anybody that can guard LeBron that has like enough real dog in him that can guard LeBron. Stop right there. Here's the thing. Defense, we we said the hell with defense. We're going to yeah. score more than you. We're going to put yeah. up 130. We're going to put up 140. Can you do that? We can do that. We've been showing you we can do that. That's that's what's happening right now. The, the, the thing is. So defense, I don't. <laughs> you guys have shown it. My only concern, because the the Blazers are facing the Lakers here, is you're not it's not like warriors calves where you've got like one guy or you know or like you know LeBron's early couple, but... early calves teams where where you've got just LeBron and a bunch of and a bunch of B teamers it's like you've got oh, yeah. LeBron and you've got AD who doesn't feel the pressure of being the only guy anymore no. he doesn't need to it doesn't matter I mean LeBron he doesn't feel a- the pressure of being the only guy anymore AD, he doesn't have to do it all anymore AD routinely shuts down in fourth quarters mm-hmm routinely but he doesn't he doesn't feel the pressure of be, of having everything on his back in the same way that Damian Lillard does yeah uh, the way I see how it goes down man is uh 
Portland either needs to figure out a defensive scheme. Yep. But part of me feels like they're just like to hell with it. But here's Offense the thing. Offense wins championships. To hell with it works when you're facing teams in one-off matches. In a play in playoff series, and we've seen this every year, one way or another, teams figure teams out. Yeah, and you and you yeah. get you get a win out, but then they start to figure it out. And we, I think we, the, one of the best recent examples of this, we saw last year, Houston and Golden State. When Golden State was a little banged up, Houston was demolishing them, and it yeah. looked very much like they were gonna cap them off, and yeah. that was gonna be it. And Golden State swapped their strategy. Yep. Midway th- or a couple couple more games in, and took that thing back, and I believe in seven. It, yeah, I think it went to six or six or seven. Six or seven, but but they lost. I think they lost like the first two games of that series. Yeah, and, they and, were and, or, or they were down like two one or something, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, like yeah. Houston could do this." And mm-hmm. it, it because when you're playing a team for, I mean, minimum four games, you figure them out, and you have you figure out, okay, this guy's running real hot. It's it's kind of they're kind of doing that in the bubble right now. We saw Gary Trent Jr. have an amazing like first three four games where well, he's he stroking great, threes, he and he had a great game last, last night. night. But he had a couple there uh, where they they were definitely like they this guy's a threat. They, they and weren't we, letting him get any space. They, well, they 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 were it was the Mavericks, right? Yeah, yeah. the Mavericks. They're like they the, the they Mavericks, knew exactly. The Mavericks knew and, and he's they, nothing to mess with. They said we can't let him get around. But that's and not Gary's only strong suit. This dude he's he's he, he is a great defender. I've not seen an NBA player in a while play defense like that for a small guy like him. He comes out with steals too. That's what I'm saying. He and he steals, smothers them. He, he gets he gets uh charges, uh blocks like I mean I've seen him get some rebounds man. Like he is Straight up gym rat. He plays. He he gets steals. He plays really hard. Uh, my thing is, he. We're gonna need to see if he's good enough to guard a guy like LeBron. He's not gonna be able to guard LeBron. That, that's the thing. It's like you you've got your height in the paint, guys like Nurk, Whiteside, Collins that that can do their best in terms of keeping guys like Anthony Davis at bay. And Anthony Davis is a freak. Um, it's just a mismatch there, and that's that's part of Portland's problem here, man. It, when you got CJ, Gary Trent Jr., and Damon all at the same time, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about. The offense, that's where the offense comes in. That's where they say we're going to score this many points. Can you? I just think I mean, there's no way they're playing that. I mean, you can play defense, but like it's such a mitch, mismatch every time. I've heard people that are less rosy on this that think it'll be a gentleman's sweep and all this other stuff. No. I don't think it's going to be the case. No. I think. I think Portland wins two minimum. I think that uh, I I just think that they can catch them off guard. But the defense is the big concern here. You, yeah, you, they, they need to come up because here's the thing: you can LeBron is going to let you outscore him once, maybe twice. After that, you I mean, yeah, it's a scary the, scenario. The, the gloves for come off, sure, and, but... and you you got to figure out a way to <clears throat> scheme around. Uh, you know, defense. We we saw it. In the in the Dallas game especially, and in the Brooklyn game too, they a night and actually Jaron Jackson Jr. in that first uh, Grizzlies game, yeah. you guys got or I keep saying you guys, but we're trying to be impartial here. The Blazers got annihilated at the three point line in a, in a bad way. It seemed and it seemed like every seemed like every team that we played they shoot lights out. Every team shot lights and out on the that's line. That's either lack of defense or they're just. <laughs> they're just and on it, that time and it felt on like that game unless Lillard was firing off the logo 
it seemed like just about every three CJ pulled up for at least the last several games. Can I talk about has been just snake bit right talk from the get go. Dame pulling up from the logo. How about that? You, I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this saw that that near half court shot that he did in the last game. That was some money stuff. And you think about it, this is a logo shot. That half court. That's thirty for. 30 to 40 feet, 35 to 40 feet. Guess what? He hit 54 of those this, no. He Yeah, he hit 54 of those this season. 54. It, this and, season. From, that's almost more than Steph Curry's hit his whole career. That's the thing. Dame Lillard. They remind me, and here's the thing. I love Steph Curry. I love the way he plays, man. Yeah. But there is nobody who makes it look more comfortable from shooting that far than Damian Lillard, yeah, Steph could do it, but it it, it doesn't look very comfortable. He's got to he's got to really freaking get his legs into it. To it's do the it. thing, Steph, in terms of just taking advantage of the three point line, mm-hmm. absolutely, without a doubt, changed. Ste- the, Steph started he, it. Steph started he it, started and it. in doing so, he changed the game of basketball. But as he did that. Teams now, Other guys have stepped up. Into they've a stepped spot. up, but they have to plan around. Teams have to plan around that. Yep. So Lillard goes, okay. Guess what? I mean, I'll just start shooting it from you know five feet back, ten feet back, and and uh, Terry Stotts, coach, he he didn't like it at first when when no. Dame was hit, and then and Dame kept practicing it, and he kept hitting it, and Stotts was like, well, all right, yeah, I guess he goes take the shot. Yeah. He goes it. I mean, if, if because you, I've seen you, you can make the shot. If you can make him, you can make so him. So he mean, doesn't even get. He's totally comfortable. The whole team is totally comfortable with him doing that, and so is Dame. And and that's this NFL, or NFL NBA right now. It, it's high volume, high points, mm-hmm. lots of three pointers. I mean, it, we've seen every team is just just going going crazy. Y- you got to plan around that though. Yeah, it, it and uh, you thing. know what? I think he's been playing just out of his mind these last three games because people keep talking. And what do you not do to Damian Lillard? Do not, do not put dirt on his name. He gets because who was it? Paul George, Pat Beverly after that Clippers game when he missed the free throws, right? Making right. fun of him on the sidelines, pointing at the wrist, you know, and uh, coming out with the tweets, whatever. That, that got all squashed anyway. But uh, well, he and got, then you got Skip Bayless. <laughs> He got. I mean, not buying into the Dame time. He ain't clutch. He ain't this. Guess what he does the next night? Sixty-one points. Yeah, career tied his career high. He doesn't appreciate. Join Wilt Chamberlain and company for fifty-plus point games in a season. Yeah, well, and he doesn't appreciate the disrespect. And we see that when that team gets down. Yeah, what do you say after that game? Keep your name out my fucking mouth. Keep your name out my mouth. (laughs) Well, and we've seen like when. He gets down, and that team gets down. He fires up, and he gets angry. Here's another thing we could say: how they could beat the Lakers. Third quarter, Stotts, come on, dude, you got it. Yeah. You got to, you got to figure it out. There's got to be a different strategy because why is it? Since I've ever watched the Blazers, third quarters fall apart. We well, always, and we have a lead, we lose it. How many teams have we seen go? I mean, not that you haven't won these games, but how many teams have we seen get ten up on you guys? Yep. You guys let Brooklyn get Shit. ten up on you. You on guys the fourth, let, late um, in the fourth quarter. I believe Memphis got up on, like eleven on you yep, guys. They got at one eleven point. on us on the that um, first that first game. We've back. seen teams get these decent double digit leads. Mm-hmm. If you're falling apart in the third quarter to that degree that you're letting Brooklyn and it sucks. And, and, and it's all due respect to Brooklyn. Those guys, yeah, you guys, you guys, that, I that, respect the hell out of those guys that, for coming out of this. Like those that. young, fresh kids are playing out of their minds mm-hmm. in the bubble. They're All trying to get respect, contracts, man. They're trying, but you know, if the Blazers are letting them come come out and get 
10 on them in in the double or or, or in the third quarter yeah. like that what are the lakers going to do well and here's the thing too man it's making lillard have to play so many minutes yeah he's got to cuz okay we lo- we lose a big lead now yeah. now I, he's got to play more he's playing 40 44 minutes well, a night dude lillard already all of our guys are playing so many they have to to be and we've had to do it this whole time to where it's like shit so we better win this one Saturday against Memphis, eleven thirty a.m. Uh, our time zone, uh, to get our guys some rest before the playoffs. Because I believe the first round against the Lakers is going to be Tuesday. Yeah, whoever well, whoever we, gets in. And we already talked about it. The Dame Lillard, he plays the game like he's ha- like he has a death wish. The way that he throws himself into the paint and he yeah. throws himself at guys mm-hmm. and. We see him hit the floor over and over. He puts his body through so he, much, so much, J- just a, a, in an effort to okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get these shots. I'm gonna get the sand one. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go for a steal. I'm gonna just you know that throw myself at somebody in, in in terms of just defense. It, it's insane. You you can't. You you gotta figure it out. I mean, it's Dame can drop 50, 60 points, and that's awesome, and he's a wonderful player. Needs some, but he just a little bit more help, a little more help. And you know, guys have stepped up. Whiteside yeah. stepped up White big side, time in that Nets game. Um, big Nurk's time, been stepping up. Nurk gets double since he's digit been back. He's um, gotten double digit boards, I think, for Gary Trent, man. several of the games. Gary Trent Jr., man, he's, Gary Gary, he is. He's my favorite blazer. And, uh, you know, not to mention CJ, you know, even with that broken back of his, man, he showed up. He showed up yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly in the first half, but then at the end there, he had some clutch. And he had a clutch shot there at the end, too. And that's going to be the story. If, for one, wow. And Melo, obviously, has been they phenomenal. Need, they need to just put out Memphis's fire immediately. Here's the thing. You, you come out there, you, you stomp their throats. You have to. You have Do not to. not let off the gas, man. Because Show why you deserve this. If you can put them away. Don't toy around with it. Right. Like they've been doing every freaking game. Go but, out there and just really lay down the hammer. Here's the thing. If you can put them away immediately, mm-hmm. then... You give CJ that rest because what I think give all these guys that rest. Look how many minutes they're playing. Everybody gets the rest. CJ, yes, but CJ is your number two punch on that team. Yes, he's dealing with that fractured vertebrae in his back. Mm -hmm. He'll come out and light it up the first, you know, thirty minutes of that game. Start aggravating them, you know. And then it's it's gonna. I mean, that pain's just gonna. I mean, and guys play through pain. That's fine. He played that whole game, but still, it's gonna affect him. At a certain point, it's going to be a given that it's going to affect him. So any rest that he can get mm-hmm. is going to play to his advantage. Yeah. Um, but I want to move off basketball for for a brief minute. We've got some decent matchups. Oh, actually, or I want to move off the Blazers anyway yeah. for a minute. We've got some uh, a decent confirmed matchup. It's going to be uh, OKC versus, versus Houston. And something to note: uh, Russell Westbrook is out in, uh, at least you know indefinitely for a few games. He's been injured the last couple. It wasn't just a healthy scratch thing. He's been hurt, um, which gives Chris Paul and the Thunder a really How good chance. How long has he been hurt? Because that makes me wonder about when they played us. A little bit. A little bit now. Was, I mean, here's, think it here's was that thing. Because he kind of was playing like dog shit against the Blazers. I can pull it up. Um, but, yeah, he hasn't really been lighting it up like I thought he would. And that makes sense. Russell Westbrook out for the start of the playoffs with a quad strain. He's expected to miss at least the start of Houston's first-round playoff series because of Ooh. a strained right quad muscle. Uh, yeah, ask Triple H how, uh, ah, how a strained quad yeah. feels. 
Dude, James Harden and the Rockets cannot catch a break. Here's the thing. They're cursed um, or something. I don't I don't know what else there's, to say. There's a number of storylines. So he said he felt soreness in his right quad after the Rockets lost to the Trailblazers. Dame put him down that bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's so unfortunate. You never want to see that. He missed uh, He missed the game again. He played 28 minutes in the loss of the Spurs, and he aggravated the injury. Uh, or no, D'Antoni... Uh, said Wednesday that he didn't think Westbrook aggravated the injury, but he missed the game against the Pacers, and he was ruled out for the game against the Sixers. So here's the thing. Uh, See, I wasn't even watching those. So. There's a number of other storylines going into this <coughs> this matchup, though. First of all, the most glaring matchup uh, storyline, although um, this might not be as big of a deal, if West, depending on how long Westbrook's going to be out. Yeah, Westbrook obviously facing his old team, for the first time. That's what I was he, so he's, excited He's about. been a member of the Thunder since, I believe, 2008. Since the beginning. It's 07, 07 or 08, I think. Because at, at him, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. All of them. He might have been actually drafted while they were Sonics still. I think it was like they when they trans. Were, yeah, it was, was like right in the middle. Selected by of the Sonics, it. but then they had become the Thunder. Yeah. like months later. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's played there since '08. Uh, that's over 11 seasons with with the Thunder. And now then this we, year, obviously, it was it was the year of the duos. Right. Well, well, the year of the duos, as we talked about, all off season duos, duos, yeah. duos. I mean, even injured duos like Kyrie and Kevin yep. Durant. You know, we're getting together. So here's the thing. He's playing. He's reunited with James Harden. He's playing Oklahoma against Oklahoma City for the first time ever, um, or at least in a playoff context. Um, and then you've got Chris Paul, which that's who, really eating at him too. Who was a member of the Rockets last year? Ooh. May may or may and not he got have blindsided. From he got blindsided in the trade to to acquire Westbrook. Yeah, he thought he was staying. And he may or may not have actually hindered the West uh, um the Rockets playoff chances last year because he was hurt in that in that series against the Warriors. Yeah. Uh he was he was playing hurt. So the thing is going in, we thought okay, you've essentially when, when this trade happened, we thought, "Oh man, Houston's making some power moves here and they just sent uh Chris Paul off on a Viking funeral, like like oh, that yeah. was it. Oh, here's we're gonna put you on this burning ship that's sinking into the water. If I'm correct, Chris Paul or Chris Paul, he like posted a like an Instagram photo or his Twitter, um, pretty much hinting at Russ coming over there to the Rockets, yeah, with them. But they, I don't think he knew. Well, at least at the time that they were shipping him away, like you said. And and here's the thing. So and then everybody starts shitting on him. You get the you get the Thunder, who everybody thought, okay, you know, this is a t- this team's done. Like like oh yeah, they, they gave him. Okay, to be, listen to this. At the beginning beginning of the season, they gave the Thunder a 02 percent chance of making the playoffs. Where are they seated right now? Number five. Mm, five, yeah, because because wow. the Rock, Rockets are four. And they gave them a 0.2% chance yeah. of making the playoffs. And Chris Paul, yeah, he's got everything to prove, and he has well, been proving it and all you, season long. And you look at this team. I mean, you've got Chris Paul, who, I mean, we're talking career rejuvenation. Because when I saw him playing hurt in Houston, I'm like, this is not 
the Hornets no. phenom. This is not the clip. The guy with the Clippers that no. was that was making my Warriors life hell in the early part of the no, 2010s. And everybody started just you know. I thought he was giving up on him. I thought he was getting old and he I, was done. I was guilty of that too. I gave. I, up I on absolutely, him. I absolutely said, "Great, Chris Paul's done. Mm-hmm. The Thunder are gonna suck." And he has taken this team, and he and and they've it, they're not a bad team. They just have a lot of role play. It's it's a lot of role players on here. I mean, and you, you know, those you got, teams you got a guy, sometimes are just the best. You got a guy like Stephen Adams who is more and more becoming. He's becoming one he's of the better becoming centers. Becoming more of a star out there. More, way more of a star. He gets. I feel like he's a very underrated center. Yes, these days. And then you get a. You, there's a lot of role players here. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander, he's a great mm-hmm. young up and coming player who I think is only going to get better. There, there's some great players here. It's just going to take a little bit of time, but with Westbrook out, James Harden he gets a little he gets a little panicky in the playoffs. He starts getting a little selfish in there, or I th- I or think- he just goes insane. I think the Thunder have a really, really good chance at oh, getting do. a... That's going to be probably uh, one of the better series in the first round. And, and I think they've got a great little ups, uh, chance of getting a nice little upset over uh, over Houston here. And it's one of the great storylines heading into the NBA playoffs right now is, yeah. the, is the Thunder and the Rockets. Um, I want to touch on that Suns team, though. I mean, just a little bit. Yes. What a fantastic job. Going 8-0 and in the bubble. Um, actually having a shot to get into that play-in, like it came down to one game. Yeah, if the Blazers would have lost, that they would have got in. And honestly, like for Memphis, I, it sucks. Yeah, they they did lose one of their big guys, but they lost like what three or four in a row there. Like at the at the start, I think they ended up winning two games. Mm-hmm. But the Suns just to go all the way up there and almost clinch it, almost. Eight, eight, Devin no. Booker. Devin Booker, he's probably one of my favorite players right now. Um, how many 35, exactly 35-point games, like five games? Yeah. Where he scored exactly 35. It was like four or five. But um, he hit a buzzer beater against the Clippers. Uh, well, and, and a bunch of people were upset, like, oh, the... Well, the Suns went eight zero, and they didn't, yeah. you know, and they didn't make it. What? That's a flawed system. It's like, well, no. no it's I mean, not. here's the thing: it was they, a fair shot. If the the Blazers had a tough schedule, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies had a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Had they lost a, a game or two more than they did, the Suns absolutely would have been in there. Here's the, the thing: though. like, like we said, we had a season going on before this, and if they played better yeah. during that time, they would have been in, but they I, weren't. I said it from the start that. Knowing the eight-game thing, knowing you were three behind the Grizzlies, I said it from the start. You did. You can only afford to lose two of those games, yep. realistically. And and oh, obviously you had to win at least five. And obviously, and I'm saying that not counting on the Grizzlies having a terrible mm-hmm. bubble, not counting on the Suns playing very well. I was saying that thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was saying that thinking that the Pelicans were going to come out. Yes, but Zion. Zion what looked, happened? Zion looked really out of shape. Yeah, he's eating ho hos and Twinkies or something, dude. <laughs> Zion looked out of shape. He's, he's he's one of those rare cases, and it's not that he's fat. He's not. He's thick. He's boy. very muscular, and he doesn't. He hasn't. He either needs to drop a little weight, or he needs to figure out how to you throw his weight around yeah. and man and it and, and the way Shaq does right now. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. One of Colin Cowherd's guys. He was saying, "We're seeing a guy, his size." That young already need 
you know, doing load management right now. That's, that's not, not very good. good. That's not he, good at all. He needs to, he, he's only like 20. Like he, He's very young. He's fresh out of college. I mean, he's, he needs to figure this out. It, it, it's, yeah. I, yeah. I was very surprised at how the Pelicans performed. Not very well. I was very surprised with the Grizzlies, how they didn't do very well. I mean, yes, they did lose. Was it Jaron Jackson or uh, Jaron Jackson? Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised, uh, and I'm not surprised how the Blazers played. I I knew they wanted it. I knew they wanted it. Uh, very surprised how the Suns played. They, they're gonna be they're gonna be a decent team. I think. I they're, think this is gonna be exactly decent. what they needed. And who else they're, is gonna be a decent team? Brooklyn. Oh my God, they're gonna be something. But to back to the Suns. Worry about. Their owner is a bit of a notorious tightwad these days. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be the thing. Well, I mean... They need a little bit more of a... I mean, they were playing really good in the bubble. Yeah. They had a great bubble. They came out I and mean, they showed team, up. I mean, teams but, do that. They do go on but, winning streaks, but that doesn't mean... Devin Booker needs a little more help. And you know what I think helped? Being in the bubble. No fans, because believe it or not, fans, I think, put a lot focus. of pressure on. So teams can focus. You can put... You you can put like a CGI, you know, yeah. home stadium decal on there all you want, you can and you put can crowd put, noise, well, all that, and you can have them on reader boards and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. If, if you were doing that in the NFL, you, trust you, me, I've been you, to plenty of games. Think about the think about if you did that in the NFL, you would not playing in Arrowhead mm-hmm. or playing in CenturyLink would not have near the same amount of impact. No. Because really, what you, you got is your boys on the sideline hyping you up, and that's gonna. I mean, their stadiums that, that amounts to something. Their stadiums, like CenturyLink, mm-hmm. that are built with the crowd noise in mind. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a video on it. They built it so that way the sound comes up, and then it uh, echoes while, off of- while it while it's open at the top, mm-hmm. it slopes down Mm -hmm. so the sound waves go up yep and they slope down and they channel back into the field and it's done on per it's 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 an illegal way to get the crowd noise that much more of a boost yep and 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 teams i'm not going to say they rely on that but but that definitely has a lot to do that's the the home field advantage yep how many first down or uh or uh false starts do you do teams you know, get uh, when they play in stadiums like CenturyLink and like Arrowhead and not like SoFi Stadium. Um, or if you're just the Seahawks, <laughs> they just love to do that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter where they're at. But, so, uh, but um, I, yeah. I, I just think that it's a nice touch to try to make teams feel at home. But in reality, you get players that are just able to dial it in more, mm-hmm. focus more. And, and we saw the Suns go on an absolute run. I just think... They're a young team. Devin Booker is a great up and comer. Mm-hmm. He's of that next. He's kind of of that that new school yep. guys like um, him, Donovan Mitchell, yep. Luca, uh, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. That's the new school. That's mm-hmm. that. Those guys that are gonna be the guys. In, They're gonna pave the way for for how how the NBA is gonna look. Seven to ten years. Yeah. All those guys are gonna be you know on yeah. every kid's favorite. You know. Yeah. If they're not already, I mean, yeah, I'm like, very impressed with with what the Suns came out and did, and right. it's very unfortunate that they didn't get in. I know a lot of people think they deserved it. I I do think they they deserve a shot, and uh, honestly, I wish this is what would have happened. Is that since Memphis and the Suns were tied at mm-hmm. the end, I wish that they would have had a play in for a tiebreaker for them, and then 
whoever won that goes on to play Portland. I think I that would have been way more fair, but I agree. We didn't no I don't think anybody saw it coming. I think if they were tied, I I honestly think yeah, you do a one and mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. playoff boom. Yep. And then you head into the plan. I would say you do one and done, then you're tied with Portland and then the one and done. And then you do another one and done. Yeah, Absolutely. I would have told I would no matter what. Like I I think yeah. that would have been um, really cool. To see, I think but. I think the Suns are absolutely they're, they're going to get better as long as they get the help they need because they're, they're young. They just yeah. I think they need a little bit more veteran presence. Yeah, on they that need team. a little bit more. Every team could use at least one or two savvy vets. Uh, Portland is is getting that in like Carmelo. Carmelo for you know, sure. Absolutely. Um, I just I just think every team could use at least one of those guys. Um, yeah, I have to agree. The Nets, however. Our different story right now. Well, they're all fighting. I mean, this was what I was saying earlier. They're all fighting for contracts too. So yeah, I respect yeah. the hell out of the well, way they came out the gates. Because for one, I mean, you got guys on that squad that a aren't they got like guys like uh, Jamal Crawford who just signed, but really it's just kind of a safety <coughs> measure. Like like yeah. he hasn't hardly played any minutes in the bubble at all. Um, he's really just kind of a good presence in the locker room. You know, yeah. if, if worse comes to worst, okay, we can throw Jamal Crawford out there for a little yeah. bit, but for the most part, it's really young, vibrant youth going out there and playing their asses off. Cause they're hungry and they want, they like you remember, said, they, man, they want, they want to get paid. Gotta remember, man, these guys are under the wings of some of the greatest right now in the NBA, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie Kevin Irving, Durant, Kevin Durant, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. You know, uh, tell me they didn't have something to do. Well, with and and even the, the guy's ambition. Even a young guy like Spencer Dinwiddie mm-hmm. is sitting out right now. Yep. Those guys are all going to come back next year. Mm-hmm. You can't count out the fact that they might actually sign another free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be weird. But you've <laughs> got to think that these guys, knowing that a couple roster spots are going to be up in the air because they had to sign a bunch of guys just off the street. Knowing that a couple of roster spots are up in the air, you know teams all over the place, and, and the Warriors have been notorious for this, are looking at young development or, or um, young guys that they can develop and, and they are go, get on a dime too. Just that they can get on a dime, absolutely. Yeah. When the Warriors cleared their cleared out a bunch of their bench, traded guys like Alec Burks. And and sent him and uh, you know D'Angelo Russell uh, who was a starter to get Andrew Wiggins and all that and yeah. people were kind of weirded out by that a little bit. That's all. A, it's all a plan. It was a, it it's was. a plan to rebuild in youth. And no doubt, I have no doubt. Warriors scouts and maybe Steve even Steve Kerr knows what he's doing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and well, remember who I said is there to help develop and scout talent. Oh yeah, he's a big name and one of your guys. Lay it on me. Steve Nash. Yes, 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 yes. And you think about One it. One of my all-time Steve Nash, when we were growing players. up, was the best point guard in the league. Yep. He had the best handles in the league. Yep. Who has the some of the best handles now? Steph. It, I mean, not that he scouted Steph. No, but... But that's a skill set that he had, that he gets to watch every day in Steph Curry... That they are Steve looking, Nash is one of my idols. They're looking up. at guys to meld in that system because mm-hmm. Steve Nash played for one of the most fun to watch systems ever in the mid 2000s. That's that Mike D'Antoni six seconds or less team, one of the best teams to never win a title. Yep. You got Nash, Amari, mm-hmm. Sean Marion, uh, Boris Dia. I mean, uh, who'd you Barbosa? That was a, yeah. that was an awesome. Uh, Joe Johnson. Yep. Awesome team. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, I think teams are going to be on the lookout. And, and another team that's building up uh, really young and has been surprisingly good is, is the Miami Heat. And yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler, obviously. Jimmy Butler did to the Heat what Chris Paul did with the Suns. Mm-hmm. Like, the Heat were a playoff team last year, but I think they were, like, an eight or seven There's Nobody seed. to worry about at no. all, but, yeah, they were in. Yeah. Um, and now they're in a situation. They're going to play... Um, Ooh, well, that's play? where we got Whiteside from, and when we, and then we gave them Myers Leonard, mm-hmm. and uh, they're gonna play the Pacers. Yeah. So I want to talk about established NBA playoff scenarios. So right now the Eastern Conference is cut and dry. Yeah, it's already a wrap there. You've, you've there got, was really no chance. Of, there was a little bit of a chance of a play-in, but not really. You've got the Bucks and the Magic. Well, the Warriors were able, or the Wizards got that one win, so that put them back in nine. They were at 11, which was embarrassing. Um, Brad, Bradley Beal needs to get off that boat in fast. So does like, um, I like him. He just oh, came from Gonzaga. Hachimura. Hachimura's stuck there for a minute. It sucks because it's a bad he, organization. He's, he's young. I'm sorry, if they're not a Wizards fan yeah. listening. It's just not a very good basketball culture down there. Um, but you've got it hasn't been for a long time. No, it really hasn't. Uh, you've got the Bucks and the Magic. They're gonna go one on one. I wonder who's winning that Whoa. one. Uh, you got the Raptors and the Nets. Bucks and, Bucks and Magic. I think that the Ra- I think that the Nets could steal one, but Net, re- Nets but, and Raptors, right? Yeah. But, but realistically, the Raptors will take that. Uh, Celtics, <laughs> yeah. 76ers, 76ers. Ben Simmons has been out indefinitely. Obviously, this, that's the Celtics one to take. So, so, so what's the day to day on Embiid? What's what's going on? What happened to him against that Portland game? He he landed weird. Yeah, let he me... landed weird. They took him out of the game, and I haven't seen him play since. M. Sixers, Joel Embiid exits with wrist injury. X-rays negative. I mean, he's just getting hurt all over the place. But that's been the thing about him all all the time. This is why I like Joel Embiid. I don't yeah. rate him as high as everybody else does no. because he doesn't have the health give, and the reliability. Give, give me a healthy Joel Embiid, and then we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk uh, top top five, top ten. Maybe Absolutely, probably top ten. But but until then, until I could see a health. At least for no, two no, seasons. No, thank you. At least for a couple seasons, him healthy. No, I'll take Carl Anthony Towns before I take oh, Joel Embiid sure. right I'll now. I'll take Cat all I, day. I just, I just can't. I can't deal with... I couldn't build a team around him knowing that he's going to miss X amount of games with this injury and that injury because they they build up. Look at Yao Ming. Yep. Injuries build up over time. And, and, and not just big guys. Allen Iverson. How many times did that guy get hurt over his career? It, was, I mean, that's stuff little, happens. I mean, um, and then this one right here, this series right here, could be the closest of the first round and the least predictable of the first round. The Heat and the Pacers, which, which the Pacers have been an interesting team. Malcolm Brogdon signed with them in the offseason. Watch out, man! They're they're scary. Who'd have thought that a Pacers team without Paul George? You know, they, they're coming on strong, man. They're, they're doing they're, just they're, fine. They're, they're doing quiet. just fine without him. Now Western Conference. Lakers obviously don't know who they're gonna play yet. We're we're kind of leaning. We're yeah, we're leaning Blazers because of the, especially with the Grizzlies uh, loss of Jaron Jackson Jr. But we'll see there. Clippers Mavericks. I my gut says Clippers, but honest to God, it's I, gonna be a shootout. I'm not saying the Mavericks take it, but I'm saying Luca puts up an impressive I, showing. I think it goes to seven. Guys. I think it goes to six or seven. I, I think that's fair. Uh, Nuggets and Jazz. I like the Jazz a lot, um, but we've been saying this now. I don't know. Yo- man. Jokic doesn't seem to have found his step in he the bubble. He hasn't showed me a whole lot, and maybe they don't need 
maybe there's something I don't know, but like obviously they didn't really need to win a whole lot of games there no. in the bubble. Um, I know they restricted some minutes and all that, but uh, yeah, I haven't really seen a whole lot of Jokic that I used to see last season. I mean, Jokic has he he he's seemed... refraining from the three. He he seems to be struggling uh, in the paint a little bit. I mean, he still got it. Like he's still he's he's we're, still solid. But we're gonna need to see the cerebral side of him in the playoffs yeah. and and able to analyze this Jazz team, knowing that they could take a, a loss or two and but this is cut what them happened. away and but figure it, them out. We are we see it every year though in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys perform way different than the regular but season. So the Jazz, their chemistry, which everybody I think was worried about. I mean, yeah, they've dropped from four to six, but. I think everybody was worried about the Jazz's chemistry going into this thing because they started the COVID thing in the NBA. Yeah. Ru- Rudy Gobert really didn't do himself any favors here with Donovan Mitchell, but they seem to be all right. Yeah. Um, Mike Conley signed with them in the offseason. He hasn't really done a whole lot for them, but he's, like he's a veteran presence that I think is not to be ignored. Yeah. Um, and Especially in the playoffs. It's youth and youth. What What more could you ask for there? So that could, that's going to be a close one. I lean Denver just because I've been singing their praises all you know up yeah. and down I since mean, we I'd started probably say doing this it, show. It probably goes to I don't know at least five or six, and and then you've got the Thunder and the Rockets, two teams forty four and twenty seven. You've got Harden and Paul Westbrook is out at least for one game. Um, that's going to be mind games. And I think that's the series that of these first series, you know, the the Blazers, Lakers notwithstanding, um, that's the series I think goes to seven. Yeah. Like, I think we are guaranteed seven games of Thunder and Rockets. And actually, the Thunder are at four and the Rockets are at five. Yeah. Which which I thought I had it backwards. So I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm actually... Save for if the Blazers get in against the Lakers. Yeah. Thunder and Rockets is the series I am most excited to watch. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this thing and I'm gonna be rooting for Chris Paul all the way. Yeah, I, uh, I would have to agree. I'm I mean if it not, was, not my most excited if the Blazers get in, obviously I'm gonna be most excited for the Blazers sure. Lakers. I think a lot of people are. But yeah, that Rockets Thunders, I'm very excited for it too. And well, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Chris Paul and the Thunder. And and I've been saying if it were not for your obvious front runners playing extremely well, LeBron, Giannis, mm-hmm. uh, and and I mean Dame, honestly, in the bubble especially, yeah, Chris Paul would be up there for the MVP award. Yeah, just for what he's been doing with that yeah. team. But I, I I'm really excited for these matchups overall. I think the Eastern Conference matchups, aside from Heat Pacers, so it's these four or five matchups. Aside from Heat Pacers, which again, two teams with a deadlocked record, um, the Eastern Conference on paper is shallow and predictable. But kind of like but, always, but but we're seeing. I mean, Nuggets Jazz. I couldn't tell you who wins that. Thunder no. Rockets. I couldn't tell you who wins that. Clippers Mavericks. I think the Mavericks could surprise you. I lean Clippers, but I think the Mavericks yeah. could surprise. And I think the Blazers, if they get that eight seed and lock it down. Are the most dangerous eight seed team we've had in the last twenty uh, since at least since the We Believe Warriors. Yeah, and uh, though I don't think people were counting on them to beat Dallas, no. so on paper I think they're the most dangerous eight seed team we've ever had in the last twenty years. Yeah, it's it's been a while, and I think I think you're right. I don't think you know. Say Memphis Memphis gets in there. Um, I don't even know if they win one. Right. So we'll see what happens. So I want to see real quick. Um, 
how true this is. Oh, he's been saying this for years. So there was rumors swirling again that he's Kevin Garnett was trying to buy the Timberwolves. He was trying to buy the Timberwolves, right? And then taking it back to Seattle? Yeah. For well, the, not, not back to Seattle, but just moving them to Seattle. And well, you know what I mean. Taking Seattle Sonics. It's interesting. The rebirth. I mean... Russell Wilson, he's been advocating for this for years. He His dream is to bring the Sonics back. Right. But he's trying to buy the Timberwolves. I mean, as, as a guy who has said multiple times, I will gladly... I will gladly become a Sonics fan when they return, yeah. if they return. I'm happy. However, it's an interesting move when you consider Garnett spent 12 years in uh, in Minnesota. I mean, that's the team that, that drafted him, that gave him his start and everything. It'd be how weird is it that he spent so long in Minnesota and then yeah. how weird is that idea that he would buy them and then move them to Seattle. Well, what's his roots in Seattle? Does was he was he did he grow up there? Does he just He's from South Carolina, man. I wonder what what the, what the deal is with that. I think he's a, just or maybe a, he just knows like that's what I the mean, people want. Here's the thing about the Timberwolves though. They they don't I mean I guess it's Minnesota, right? <laughs> I mean, they just got a fresh look and logo and all that not too long ago. Um they don't have any titles. They've been around since 89, the, about the same time as as the Magic have been around, um, I think the Magic, the T Wolves, the uh, Hornets, and there was one more team that all kind of came in uh, in oh in the Heat. I think were uh, two of them were eighty eight and two of them were eighty nine. Yeah. So they've been around the same time. Obviously, the Heat have won titles, mm-hmm. but three of those teams have not. Uh, Hornets. Not, Hornets, which would now be the Pelicans, yeah. uh, for, if we're going by that lineage yeah and then the the timberwolves have not either they're not like i mean they have one division title ever yeah not too one not too great so that would be a team that yeah that you could you could certainly move them and i don't i mean minnesota would be butthurt but i don't i mean i mean (laughs) that's it like great yeah i i if you're gonna move a team to seattle Minnesota is certainly a candidate that I think you could get away with. I would say with. that's probably one of the best teams out of all of them that you would do it with. Yeah. Because, yeah, what has re- what kind of culture what is done? really there besides, you know, Kevin, I mean, Garnett? Like, like yeah. Other than that, like. And what did he do? He left to, to go, go to the Celtics, to right? the Celtics and win himself a yeah. ring. Like, obviously he knew there was nothing there. And you know that there he, hasn't been anything there since. Did you know that he almost got traded to the Lakers? No, but uh, Kevin McHale, who was running the Timberwolves at the time, he refused. He did not want to trade him to a uh, a conference rival. So of I mean, course, I get where he stands. But on of that. course, he sends him to his to his old Celtics. Mm-hmm. That's no That's bi- no bias there at all. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> shit like that happens all the time. It's always Kevin McHale. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. Obviously, I mean, I've got a Celtics or not Celtics, a Sonics like framed yeah. T-shirt hanging on my wall. Like I, I'm ready for them to return. And oh, I would love it. I mean, dude, I would still have to be a Blazers fan. I, I mean, I am, but nothing wrong rooting for the Sonics either. Oh, I, I jump at the at the chance in a heartbeat. Like, 
Um, I was so jealous. Uh, our buddy at work, Tyler, was wearing it. He was rocking a Sonic shirt the other day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish. Yeah. I, I wish it never happened with the OKC thing, man. Like, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, I mean, OKC's been been pretty I mean, good. They've been a great. They've been they've been a decent franchise, making the playoffs. You know, pretty consistently. So, can we talk for some, about something that I forgot to talk about last week? Mm. The Rock bought the XFL. We didn't talk about that. We forgot to talk about. I that. swear, I brought it I, up. I put it in the title of the episode, and I don't think we talked about it. No, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Because I commented, I was like, we forgot to talk about the XFL. Yeah. Um, for one, I, I love The Rock. Um, I was so sad when the XFL died a death again. We and all it, were. And it wasn't, even, it wasn't even Vince's fault. But then, of course, Vince had to make himself look worse um, by not paying Oliver Luck and all this other stuff. God. Um, I was really sad because I think the idea of a farm system at the very least for the NFL, or at least another option to give some of these out of work college kids like and a, washed up like vets. a D league type deal, right? Like, it's such a cool thing to it's keep a great concept. There's some of these guys that they, a lot of these a college few of them actually athletes. got contracts too. Before yeah. It, or no, that, yeah, that was AFL. Wasn't it? No, no, no. PJ Walker got contracts. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. And and actually, uh, even coaches. Uh, Pep Hamilton was the coach of the D.C. Defenders. Now he's mm. the Chargers quarterback coach. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think the the idea of a farm system is really, really cool. And it gives – I mean, there's guys all over the, the country that play high school football. And they yep. play college football hoping for a chance Dying at the pros. For a shot. That's all they know. Yep. And then when that day – when mm-hmm. their name doesn't get called or on draft day or they don't get a uh, – they get a, a thanks, but no thanks at, at a training camp. Where are they going? Working what, at the the local mill. What do they know? What do they do after that? You know. So I, I think the idea of a farming system is great. They haven't really had anything like that since NFL Europa back uh, from the mid '90s to the early 2000s or the, to the mid aughts, um, which didn't have a ton of great talent come out of it. Mainly kickers, notably. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam Vinatieri, yep. who played for the Amsterdam Admirals. Um, but I, I just think it's an awesome it's an awesome idea. At the very least, you can get you can see some depth and you can see some guys that maybe teams would have been wary about picking in college because they played for weird schemes. I think that if we had a proper farm system when, say, Darren Thomas declared for the draft. Okay. And we had like an XFL team take a chance <laughs> on a guy like Darren Thomas. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been a cool shot. Instead, he kind of tried it in, in arena football. He got a no thank you from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's pretty the Cleveland Browns didn't want him because he played in in that weird Oregon Ducks system, which we've seen works really well in college. It does, and Look then it. The, and then these kids. It was specifically Chip Kelly's Ducks. When they go to the NFL, it's a bust. Well, Michael James, which breaks my heart because I loved watching him. Jo- Mar- Josh Huff, Mariota, Mar- I mean, Mariota. He still maybe has something, but it just. I thought he, he never came out and really. Proved I thought anything. he had the best. Chance. So did I. So did I. Because, and I mean this in the in the most respectful mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I'm not trying w- w- to. Throw when, any shade. when you look at Mariota and you look at Darren Thomas, it's like chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. It's like Darren Thomas is going to come out and do these weird scrambling plays, and then here's a lateral here, and then here's a hook hook and ladder pass there, and mm-hmm. da da da. And Mariota is 
he can run if he needs to, but not. He doesn't really do that. He sits he there can, and he's though, and he's, he's got quick. he's got a cannon of an arm, and he looked like a pro quarterback from day one. I watched the first game that he started. I watched the first game that he started. They and they played a no name school. It was like Appalachian State or yeah. something. He had five touchdowns in the first half, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, "This kid is he he." Well, everybody thought he's he a was. first round kid. He was. <laughs> But for the most part, I mean, those ducks, especially from the, that Chip Kelly era, they don't, they don't make it. It's like, a, and it was on both sides of the ball. Deion Jordan wasn't very mm-hmm. good either, and even even Seattle kind of tried to breathe some life into yep. him, and and that was the best attempt at it. Um, DeAnthony Thomas, he's a, he's a, a return man, yep. nothing more. Kenyon Barner, he's been backup central, you know, here and there, but nothing more. Josh Huff, uh, he should have been a good receiver on that on a Philly team that really didn't have any. That was yeah. the same year that they took Nelson Aguilar first. <laughs> they took Josh Huff in like the third or fourth round, and I thought for sure he'll be the breakout guy, especially when Aguilar was dropping passes, and it didn't happen. It, it's, it's a weird system, but I, you know, I just think that given a shot with yeah, an in-between level uh, – style of play a guy a higher like, tempo than college but not and it's getting you prepared even more for the nfl but not but but in it and it plays with the same uh the same yeah it's the same kind of tempo it's the same system and style as uh, i just poked my boob mouse back as the nfl right? uh as the nfl yeah. whereas arena football it's a smaller field. Yeah. It, there's harder hits. It's weird to play on kind of a hard ground. It's arena football. There's this and that, and it's weird. But you want to play just regulation-style yeah. football at an in-between level. A couple level. different rules, but not by much. And I, I I, just I love the idea of a farm system. I think I love more than Well, it's the, just like the NBA with the D-League. You know, it's just like that. Well, like, yeah. Why does the NFL not have that? Right. Why is college the only stepping stone to get to the nfl you know what I right mean? Like, well and I, and there's some guys you know they they deserve a second chance for whatever reason yeah just to, to prove themselves imagine if you will if some like if some bus you know when they th- we've had guys that have been perennial perennially known as bus jamarcus russell for example who then try to make a comeback yeah. And then, but but there's only the NFL, so that's it. It's he's not going to get one unless exactly. you, unless you try out for the CFL, but, which is no longer well the Canadian Football League. Yeah, yeah. And which, but but aside from that, I mean, I th- you know Jamarcus Russell tried out for the Chicago Bears like four seasons ago, and obviously, I mean, he, and he was looking decent in his in his videos. He wasn't looking great, but I feel like if there was an XFL, he could get a spot on an XFL for sure. roster for sure. I mean, you think about how like you said this you is think all about these how guys tall know. He was. Like this is all these guys know. People are gonna watch it. Like you're gonna make money from this, right? Like right. I hope the Rock does a really good job with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's giving these guys another shot of doing what they love, and people love watching it. Yeah. So like, please, like we need this. Well, these and, guys need this. And to get back to like the bust conversation, I. And who knows? They could end up in the NFL, like you, like like we're talking about. Like it, it's just a showcase, really. Uh, well, and to get to get back to the bust conversation, like I don't know about you, I would love to see certain busts get you know get another shot. In, I always in, root not for the in, underdog, not in an NFL standpoint, but I'd love to see a guy who's been labeled as 
a screw up and a failure for an NFL career, mm-hmm. come out and maybe light it up on the XFL. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if if a guy like Jamarcus Russell was given his shot and he came out on an XFL team, maybe as a backup, and then the guy got hurt and he came comes in and starts winning a couple games. I'm going to root for him. When the AAF uh, was first started, and that was when you and I first started working together, um, I was rooting for Trent Richardson on on the Birmingham Iron. Because I was like, I mean, man, he's, yeah, his vision's not the best, but he's coming out there and busting up and getting one-yard touchdowns Mm -hmm. and playing like an animal. I live for stuff like that, yeah. like, like moments of redemption where I'm sitting yep. there going, this guy sucked in the pros. Well, that was like, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel. Uh, we, we were here for that. We were here we, for we that. We were dying for him to come out and play really good. And uh, he was actually doing decent. Yeah. He was doing all right. Well, and then and uh, I was getting excited seeing guys like, I mean, God, there was a kicker who sank our season a couple of years ago, uh, Young Ho Koo, who plays yeah. for the Falcons now. Mm-hmm. He was playing for the Atlanta Legends in the AAF, and he was making some good kicks. And I'm sitting there going, ah, I don't want you playing for my team again, yeah. but good for you. Like, um, It's like uh, Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. Like Roberto Aguayo, he was famously the most accurate kicker in college history. Gets drafted in the second round by the Bucks, has a terrible rookie season. Gets cut by the Bears. We signed him in the offseason. This is prior to Michael Badgley. This is like when... He, when uh, our two kickers competing were Caleb Sturgis and Roberto Aguayo. And Aguayo made every kick in the preseason. And I'm sitting there going, dude, if keep him. Like, yeah. you know, not knowing what Sturgis was going to be. And Sturgis wound up being a dumpster fire of a kicker. And then we, we lucked into Badgley. But but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there rooting for this guy who was labeled a bust after one season of high pressure because he's the highest drafted kicker since Janikowski. He played well. Yeah, he had all the pressure on him. I'm telling you right now, it's unfair that Roberto Aguayo doesn't have a job right now. We, yeah. I saw guys two years ago. Zane Gonzalez still has a job. Zane Gonzalez. Yeah, there's missed, some bombs out there. Zane Gonzalez missed four kicks in in, in a game uh, with Cleveland. He got cut from there. Signed with Arizona. Chandler Catanzaro just got a job. Uh, <laughs> I I forget where he signed. Uh, the, I mean, shit. Look what happened to Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. Fuck, dude. Man, when it like, really matters. God damn. Like, are you telling me that Roberto Aguayo can't get a training camp spot or something, man? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's my hill I'm going to die on. I'm going to die on the Roberto Aguayo hill. <laughs> I, I'm probably the only guy. But I was sitting there. Dude, I was ready. I said, D- tell you what. If this guy comes back from being labeled a bust and he were to get um, – if he were to make the team – I was saying, if he made like 85% of his field goals, I'd buy his jersey. Oh, yeah? Because I live for stuff like that. I yeah. live for guys getting their chance to redeem themselves. You know, one season does not a bad kicker make. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, I, I get know. how it could piss some, some fans off and some obviously some teams off. Yeah. Yeah. You, you signed him for a reason in the first place, right? Yeah. Like obviously you didn't you fired them because of what what they showed you, but like you know they're a little better than that. Absolutely, it's gotta I mean, work with them. I don't know if 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 but, from a business standpoint, I don't know. Roberto Aguayo, if you're out there, I'm 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 probably your, your biggest advocate. <laughs> Actually, I want to know what happened to that guy. What about those uh those extensions? Man, he's he hasn't had a job. That, we had Kittle get sucks. an extension this week. Big extension, man. George Kittle, six five years. Five years, five years. seventy-five mil. Yeah, Kelsey got one as well. And Travis Kelsey got one, yeah. And uh, uh there was a, a offensive lineman for the Bills got one too. I, I'll look it up real quick. 
Um, Travis Kelsey, four-year, $57.25 million extension. And, I mean, yeah, he's been one of the, consistently one of the league's best tight ends since he got here. Speaking of the Chiefs, too, um, saw Patrick Mahomes come out. Uh, so there's been a debate on he's got the best arm, right? He's got the best arm. Him or Josh Allen? And uh, uh, Mahomes came out with saying, yeah, we try to get something set up. Pretty much wants to have a throwing contest, him and, him and Josh Allen, because Mahomes believes he's never seen anybody, uh, at least right now, that's got a better arm than him. What do you? What's your take on that? Do you think Josh Allen's got the bigger arm? Are we you, talking stronger straight or, up, straight or up, combination strength and accuracy? No, I'm talking about straight up the strongest arm. That's tough to say because here's the thing. I think Josh Allen's got it. Both of those guys can throw over 70 yards. But here's the thing. This is why I want to see some of these like fun Pro Bowl games come back. Because, oh, I know. The, um, this has been a debate, have too. You, have you gone back and watched yeah. like like the old 90s yeah. ones where they do... Yeah, they do long, all this shit. They do longest throw yeah, and stuff like that. they don't do it anymore. But guess what? You the used Chiefs to will see... never let that happen between those two. Because right. of that contra- that big old contract well, fucking Mahomes. You, you used in. to see guys like, uh, I mean, 98, 99, 2000 guys, and they would take like 10 of them yeah. and be like, all right, uh, you know, if I'm thinking about like 2001 or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer, uh, Doug Flute. Yeah. yeah. You got your obvious ones like like Brett Favre and stuff like that, Tom Brady, but then it's like uh, Trent Dilfer, Doug mm-hmm. Flutie, uh, Jeff Blake, uh, Brad Johnson. Uh, I think one of the earlier ones had like, Vinny Testaverde, Jim Harbaugh. It's like go out there and, and just and just huck it, have a ball, right? Yeah. We they do some. I don't know of those, why they don't do this shit anymore. They do some stuff like like the accurate. They passing. do the accurate passing one where there's like targets, but they kind of mix it up and have like non quarterbacks do it too, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, just, yeah just but give us the longest throw contest yeah, again, that's please. What we see. Especially because we've got several guys now that can throw seventy yards. Yeah. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert can throw over 70 yards. Are you watching those videos that came out? You bet your ass yeah. I was. I'm sitting there because everybody's shitting on the guy. Everybody is getting ready to say, he's the next boss. Yeah, uh, yeah. Justin, you aren't going to win with Justin Herbert. It's like, you guys want to let him play a fucking game before yeah. you, you start? Listen, I wasn't on paper. I was sitting there going, okay, I think Anthony Lynn would prefer a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Remember, prior to the draft, I was an advocate for Jalen Hurts. Yep. Now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm seeing, okay, I had him earmarked as Josh Allen. Like, his pro equivalent is Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. Oh, yeah. I think Josh Allen's a guy who is, he's like a raw lump of clay. Mm-hmm. And over time, each season, he gets sculpted and molded into something really neat. Yeah. And that that arm is such raw potential. He just hasn't had a, a receiver like Stephon Diggs yet. No, and that's gonna happen this year. So we'll see what's gonna happen. Allen and Diggs is gonna be insane. It's gonna it's gonna be an amazing connection. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting ups- there, I'm looking at like, I know that there's a very real possibility that unless the Chargers go on an insane season run, an improbable thirteen and three, fourteen and two, and get a first round buy, which will not happen, um, that Justin Herbert may not, um, uh, barring a Tyrod Taylor injury, may not touch the field well, this that's, season. That's what I was going to touch on. I'm kind of upset there's no preseason because I wanted to see what this kid, kid's got in the Me tank. too, man. In a, in a professional setting. I I just think... A, uh, not even just him, just just a lot of a lot of players, like Tua and all that. Like man, I want to see these guys play. 
But, you know, coronavirus, COVID stuff going on. They said no preseason games. Keep it safe. I just think that before people but, shit on uh, them, and I'm talking Chargers fans too, because a lot of Chargers fans on Facebook are absolute mouth breathers. It's like, <laughs> before we shit on this guy, do we want to maybe like... Maybe like see what he does. Give him a shot and... and 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 before people, you know, I like they did a wallpaper Wednesday, and one of them was Tyrod Taylor, and somebody's like, "Oh, back up!" Like he's a starter this Actually, season. He's starting, bud. Like he's he's fucking starting. He's probably and fucking look into uh, what's going on right now. He's a surprisingly accurate quarterback too. There's nothing wrong with Tyrod. Nothing no, wrong with him I, at all. I like Tyrod a lot. I, I loved him in Buffalo. I thought he should have got. I him. loved him in Buffalo. I thought the. Um, he could have been good in Cleveland, but the writing was on the wall that they were going to yep. go to Baker anyway. Mm-hmm. But. No, no, there's nothing wrong with him, and I think people are going to be surprised with uh, how he plays this year. I really do. Yeah, I do, too. I, I've always kind of admired him. I'm, I I'm think, no Chargers fan by any means. I think but, last uh, year, yeah, I, last year I was saying he's one of the best backup quarterbacks you could ask for. Yeah. Because right now, we're, we're talking about it. And like, he got like, the confidence, too. Like, the same way that in, in the NBA we saw signing trends by way of duos, mm-hmm. in the NFL we were seeing signing trends by yeah. way of backup quarterbacks yeah. that had starting experience. You, you, or, um, you know... Blake Bortles got himself a job in 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 the Los Angeles with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, obviously. Who who's your backup quarterback? Uh, what's his face? Geno Smith. Yeah. Geno Smith was your backup. Guys like that, and I'm I, I'm sure there's more that that I just can't think of off the top of my head. But I don't know. I I'm excited. Yeah, I just, Geno Smith. Remember when he was playing for the Jets? Yeah, he was awful. <laughs> yeah. But he played for us for a little bit too, but he never started. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Although I do like him because he broke Eli Manning's consecutive starts for the Giants. So then, Phil- you know, Smith was a guy who was just kind of like hit or miss. Yeah, but, but here's the thing: he broke Eli Manning's consecutive starts for the Giants. So Philip Rivers uh, leapt him in the uh, on the rankings because of that. Wow. So I do like Geno like- Smith for that because I can't fucking stand Eli away from Manning. The team, but um, but no, in <laughs> terms of Manning. Cannot stand Manning. Peyton? Eli. Oh, yeah. I have all the respect in the world for Peyton, <laughs> and I think Peyton's a funny dude. I just Yeah, Peyton's I, like the cooler older brother, the, and then you got like the annoying, annoying pesky little shit. With a little rat face. Eli. Dude, yeah. I, I, I def- find one Chargers fan who likes Eli Manning. Find one dude that you know around here see, that likes Eli Manning. See, and I don't mind Peyton. I have the respect for him. He got his Peyton's rings. Awesome. He he got his rings. Eli got and, a ring too, and but like when he was wearing blue and white, we always beat him, so yeah. you know. Right. Um but um Eli's so, just I wouldn't put him in an elite category at all. No. No, Eli was a He, ra- he rode the coattails into was, there to get his ring. He was a a good to he he was a good quarterback with decent days. Who well, average to good quarterback who had a decent who had a who had a great day every once in a while, with who a great team around. Consistently him. had a weapon. Actually, I mean, I mean, most of his by the time they went to the Super Bowl, guys like Tiki Barber and Amani Toomer were gone. But um, that defense was incredible. Osio Minora, yeah. ju- ju- a prime Justin Tuck. Uh, in that second Super Bowl, they had a prime Jason Pierre-Paul, Prince mm-hmm. Amakamara. Uh, Michael Strahan, who was a huge part of that 2007 defense. Um, I mean, that's... People can say, oh, Eli won won the second one. It's like, Eli also had a great defense in that second one, too. Eli retired, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gone. Um, It's Daniel Jones' team now. Yeah. But... um, 
Now, getting back to the Allen and uh, Mahomes thing, I think in terms of yeah. just pure arm. Yeah. It's if, close, but... I think Allen. That's what I'm I think towards. I think Josh Allen in terms of pure arm. If we're going arm and accuracy... Now, who's the better quarterback? Mahomes. Mahomes. But like I was gonna, like I was saying, in terms of arm with accuracy mm-hmm. factored in, Mahomes absolutely. Yeah, no, I was just saying, just a straight in, up, in just vomit just, how far you can throw it. That's Allen, I think. All I'm day. talking in terms of throwing, yeah, like a deep ball, mm-hmm. planted or otherwise. I think Josh Allen's got it. Yeah, Mahomes came out and said, you know, he, he ain't never seen anybody who has a better arm than him, but and he's been trying to set something up with Josh Allen, but you know they're not gonna Dude, let that happen. If Herbert pans out, and I hope, I hope, I hope he pans out. I am so on edge of my seat ready for the showdown between two guys who can just throw 70 yards just when they feel like it. I would love to see her. Like I love play. I love Rivers, but Rivers is not a guy that can throw 70 yards. No, not Tyrod every guy Taylor can. can't throw 70 yards. There's Tyrod a Taylor lot of guys who can't throw 70 yards. Justin Herbert, man, if he and Pep Hamilton's working on working with him. Yeah. If he can work on his reads a little bit, because a lot of people call him, he's a first read guy, he never gets to his second read, blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. He's young. If yeah. he just takes the year, watches Tyrod. Yeah. Ty, Tyrod's an accurate quarterback. He's, he makes he's, good decisions. Yeah. He just Obviously, the Chargers, they wouldn't just throw some dude out there right. saying, you're our starting QB. And he's he's all the accurate. He makes good choices. He's not explosive. But he's a, he's a good, solid game manager. He can be. Yeah, he can he be. He can be. He's a good, solid game manager type guy who has never had... How old is he now? 30-something. He's never... 31, I think. Okay. He's never had a supporting cast the um, like what he's got around him right now. No, dude. You guys, literally on paper, like, better than last year. Like, I think in, bu- in Buffalo, he had fat Kelvin Benjamin... And Charles Clay, who was a decent tight end too, yeah. every once in a while, um, and an aging Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, and and you know in Cleveland it wasn't much better. Mm-mm-mm. No, <laughs> can, so, it can never get better in Cleveland. No, but but no, honestly. So so with the Kittle contract, uh, Kittle's earned it. Kittle and Kelly, or oh, for sure. Kittle and Kelsey have both earned Kelsey. it, as as far as I'm concerned. They're the two we were top just tight ends in the game. I'm, I'm well, like, they were until Gronk came back. <laughs> we were just talking about this last season. Like, that, who, who's even like are tight ends even prominent anymore? Like, you got like two, maybe three. I think right now you've got a few. You've got you got you probably got like a handful. You, you now. have a handful. You have yeah. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz. Uh, Hollister, man. Gronk. I'm not putting him like top top. He's he was just decent for the role he, I guess he needed he, to be he's, in. He needs to prove it this year, right? Yeah. Um that's four. OJ Howard. Yeah, OJ Howard definitely up there. Uh, and then maybe what's the Hunter dude? Henry. Who's the other dude on the uh, Cleveland? He's probably not even playing there. Najoku, but he wanted he wanted out. Yeah. Uh Austin Hooper. Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. He was for Atlanta. Now where is he playing? In Cleveland. Yeah, that's why Najoku won. Yeah, out. so you you've got a you got a handful of decent tight ends, but it's not like it's really top three right now though. The, maybe it really four. is like it's not like mid two. I mean, you've got guys that are promising. T.J. Hawkinson is promising. Oh yeah, but um, uh, Jack Doyle actually he's he's, he's Doyle's, Doyle's he's middle of the road. In. He has his games, but but if we're talking like young guys that are promising right now, oh yeah, um, Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Noah yeah. Fant was a little sloppy last year, but but I think he I think right? he'll come into his own. Yeah. yeah, 
and um, there's a guy. I think the I can't remember the Vikings or the Packers took him. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., who was a decent, mm-hmm. uh, decently ranked rookie last year. What I don't, about your boy Jimmy Graham, dude? Well, Jimmy Graham <laughs> is not good. <laughs> not anymore. He's not. I'm sorry. This isn't 2011. Mm-hmm. You know where where everybody's carrying him around on their shoulders. Yeah. I certainly don't think Jimmy Graham's very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, with the free Super Bowl. Uh, Saints. Everybody's like, he's a he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. Well, yeah, and he was really, really good back then. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as he put on a Seattle Seahawks uniform, people mm-hmm. didn't know how to use him, mm-hmm. and he got hurt all the time. And now he just sucks. Yeah, I'm Heard sorry. Him. When when and I know I know everybody's gonna you know whine and minge about Aaron Rodgers' you know play the last couple of years, but when Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, one yeah. of the one of the you know best quarterbacks of the 2010s probably the best quarterback of the 2010s yeah i would put him in um, the elite category when he can't get anything out of you that you know that's that's, that's all you need to know speaks for itself yeah absolutely it does um so i don't know I, like i said kittle and kelsey have earned their extensions yep. somebody on twitter was like oh is hunter henry gonna get that kind of money no nah, he needs to stay healthy no. first see and i like hunter henry He's a young, up-and-coming tight end, but I want a full season out of yep. Hunter Henry. Otherwise, he, it don't amount to shit. He keeps getting hurt, man. He So, let's see. Uh, 2018, he was hurt the entire year. 2019, he, he played 12 games, but he was he was hindered with injuries all throughout. 2017, he had, a decently, he had a decent start. In 2016, he only started five games. That was his rookie year. I, I think... He's just not too reliable. Right now, he's he's all right, but it's... it's when he's on, he's on. But. It's, it's now or never for him. Yep. And and I hate to be that way. I like Hunter Henry. I was a big fan when we drafted him. But I think it, he's great, but... It's now or never. Antonio Gates is, has been long gone. Yeah. There isn't a second tight end that's chomping at the bit for him. We've got Virgil Green, who's primarily a run blocker. Mm-hmm. There isn't another guy that's chomping at his heels it, it he needs to step it up we've got keenan allen you got mike williams to take some of the edge off you mm-hmm. need to be that that guy mm-hmm. yeah that guy like like skip bayless would say i mean he's he is a top 10 tight end right uh, right now yeah, he's top 10 but that's a shallow pool as we've just talked about yeah i mean <laughs> it's not hard to be a big fish well that's and that just goes to show how uh how a tight end isn't really it is important but it's not as important as it used to be yeah it's not as prominent as it used to be it's not like i don't know teams could do it without they can do it with just an average i mean look at the seahawks i mean we got like a handful of them now on the on the roster but like mm-hmm. we didn't have to have a big old name out there i mean a lot of teams didn't really yeah, I will. I mean, I will say it's not. It's nowhere near the way it was in the back of in like uh, not like a decade ago or anything like that. But no, no, yeah, I was gonna say that. Like in the two thousands, yeah. in the two thousands, everybody had a tight end mm-hmm. almost. Uh, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Chris Cooley, Christian Fourier, uh, Dustin Keller, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jeremy Shockey. You name it, man. There was there there was I like mean, a pool of them. Several, dude, and just now, like, like we said, man, you Zach can, Miller, you could name maybe five that are like Greg just like that guy, but like other than that, it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a great asset, but it's like it's not. It's a like weirdly dying position, kind of like 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like the fullback. It's like the fullback. Exactly like that. Like everyone's singing more I mean, of like a wing type deal going on, or like. When's the last time we saw a fullback that was like Frank Gore? As big? <laughs> no, he's a he's a halfback. <laughs> okay, audacity is on. Oh, but, we're good. But we, no, we don't have any mic he, here though. Isn't this something you click? No. Well, that's on YouTube. Yeah. We don't have any audio on YouTube right now because of uh, the mixer getting unplugged. And I actually don't... Hmm. Damn, man. Well, damn, man. That's weird. It's all right. I think we're coming up on about end time anyway. I'll just have to fill in. Skyler Loving Foss is calling me. This would be funny on the show. He's going to be like, your audio cut out. No, he's not going to say the shit we talked about at the beginning. What's up? You guys just lost all sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know. We're, we're not. Okay. We're, we're trying sure, to. We're, I'm sure you guys knew. Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure it out, bud. All right. All right. But okay, well, that was an interesting end. Brady got a little into it. Yeah, it just rolled back. I didn't know the wire was. And we lost all sound, and YouTube doesn't know how to fix it, but Audacity does. So this is the extra part for the. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What a dumb weird. Yeah, usually YouTube gets the extra. Anybody watching us on YouTube is gonna be like, "What the (laughs) fuck? Why are they just shooting? They they just don't realize." And then they're gonna see us wave bye bye to the camera, and that's it. (laughs) Well, how how dumb. That was a good episode though. Yeah, Um, no, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So. For my boy Brady over here, mm-hmm. uh, I'm Mike Holm. We're all wishing you a wonderful summer day because right now it's 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 pretty good weather yeah, out there. It's like 82. I think I'm gonna actually go mow my lawn. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And then I'm gonna go uh, go get to admiring my new my new purchase. I grabbed the uh, the Chris Jericho figure from the new AEW Unrivaled set. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Le Champion. Anyway, everybody, you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll be back at it next Friday uh, without Skylar again. So, <laughs> pre Madonna. That's right. See you later, guys.